This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Hi, family. So good to be with you again. This particular weekend, we are dealing with how to receive your own healing from the Word of God. I'm very excited about this because we're living in a world that's plagued with sickness and disease and there's so much fear around that we need to know that God is able to heal us and keep us well. So let's find out how to do that from the Bible. I'd also like to recommend that folks take the appropriate vitamins. Now, if you don't know what to take, you can have a look and see what I take and see if you're happy with that. The office can tell you if you'll call Janisburg Christian Family Church. They can give you a list of the vitamins that Pastor Viv and I take and see if you like that. All right, so if you'll exercise, eat correctly, you've got a 99% chance of not having any problems at all. But trusting God can put you right over the top. All right, how to receive your own healing. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. What's that mean? Give attention to my words means meditate on my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. That means listen to what God's word says. Do not let them, the word, depart from your eyes. Keep them, the word, in the midst of your heart. For they, the word of God, for they are life to those who find them and health or medicine to all their flesh. Say there with me, the word of God is life to those who find it and health or medicine to everything pertaining to the physical body. Praise God. All right. Say this, the Word of God is medicine. Now, if one is trusting God for health and healing, what kind of scriptures should they be giving their attention to? That's a good question, right? All right, what scriptures should we be giving our attention to if we want to feed on healing and health. Go to Isaiah 53, verse 4, to begin. Isaiah 53, verse 4. I'm going to use the New King James translation. Surely God has borne away our griefs. There were griefs in the Hebrew, Strong's number 2483, is actually disease or sickness. So surely Jesus has borne our sickness or disease and carried our sorrows. Now that word sorrows, according to Strong's 4341 in the Hebrew, is pain. So he has carried our pain. Jesus Christ did. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. 
So he was stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. I know the Roman soldiers put a spear through his side. I know the Roman soldiers knocked nails into his hands and his feet and, and put him on a cruel cross and whipped him until his back was wide open. But that's not what this is talking about. It says, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten, uh, and afflicted by God. So whatever the Roman soldiers did, God did a lot worse. We'll find out about that now in punishing Jesus. All right, let's go to verse 5. But Christ was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Now that says, are healed, present tense. And yet that was written before Christ died on the cross. So it could have said, by his stripes we are going to be healed. But it said, are healed. Why is that? Because there's no time with God. When God the Father agreed and Christ agreed to pay the price of man's sin and heal us, long before the earth was created and formed, it was a sealed fact. The Bible said he was crucified before creation. Verse 10, yet it pleased the Lord, that's the Father, to bruise, now that word bruise in the Hebrew is to beat to pieces, to crush, to destroy. According to Strong's 1792, that's the direct English translation from Hebrew of the word bruise. So it says, the Father God beat to pieces the Lord Jesus Christ, crushed the Lord Jesus Christ, and destroyed the Lord Jesus Christ. When did he do that? On the cross. On the cross. And when he sent him to the fires of hell to be punished for our play, in our place. And it goes on to say, he has put him to grief. Now, we've just learned that word grief is sickness, and there it is again. So God made Christ sick. Just like he put our sin on him, he put our sickness on him. You can see that right there. He has put him to sickness. Now go down to verse 11, just these words. For he shall bear their iniquities. Christ shall bear our sins. He bore the sins of many. Now, just to recap here, Isaiah 53 verse 4, he has borne our sicknesses. Verse 11, he bears our iniquities or sins. And verse 12, he bore the sins of many. Now the word bore, bear, or born is Strong's 5375. And it means, listen to this, to lift, to lift in a great variety of ways the suffering of others by bearing them, by bearing them. So Christ lifted the suffering of us by bearing them himself. He 
suffered with them. Now, if we say that Jesus bore our sins and therefore we are forgiven today, then we must acknowledge that he bore our sicknesses and therefore we are healed today. Because the same Greek word, the same Hebrew word says, he bore our sicknesses and he bore our sins. Same Hebrew word. He bore them. So, those who say that Jesus bore our sicknesses then, but we are no longer healed today, have no right to claim that we are forgiven today. Because the same sacrifice purchased forgiveness then, and we can receive it today. Therefore, if that does not give us the healing that he purchased then, well, then it doesn't give us the forgiveness either. They can't claim one without the other. Now, someone told me that Isaiah 53 was only about spiritual healing and not physical healing. Let's ask Matthew what he thinks about that idea, seeing that Matthew was with Jesus for three and a half years. He walked with him. All right, Matthew 8, verse 16. Now, Matthew wrote this, right? When evening had come, they brought to Jesus many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So here we see Matthew is quoting Isaiah's prophecy about Jesus, okay? And he says that Jesus healed everybody to prove that Isaiah's prophecy was talking about him. Now, if that was spiritual sickness and not physical, then why did Matthew refer to the physical healings that Jesus gave to people as explaining what what Isaiah was prophesying about? All right, since Isaiah prophesied Jesus would forgive completely and heal completely, Matthew writes here in chapter 8, verse 17, that Jesus healed all to confirm Isaiah's prophecy. If the Lord Jesus ever had to stop healing all, he would not be the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy because Isaiah said he healed all. So if Jesus didn't do that, then he wouldn't be the one Isaiah was talking about. So Isaiah says he healed all, and Matthew says he healed all. And God could no longer be called Jehovah Rapha, which means I am the Lord that healeth thee. That's the Hebrew word for his name. His name is, in Hebrew, Jehovah Rapha. In English, it means I am the Lord that healeth thee. So God could not be called I'm the Lord that healeth thee, 
if he did not continue healing. He'd have to be called, I'm the Lord that used to heal thee. No, that's not the case. So then, if scriptures like these do not depart from our eyes, we will begin to see ourselves as well, as healed. If folks desiring healing do not look at these scriptures, but look at their sicknesses instead, they will always see themselves sick. Isaiah 53 verse 4, surely he bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. And by his stripes, verse 5, we are healed. Then Matthew said in chapter 8 verse 17, Jesus Christ himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And then Peter writing about this in his letter says, by whose stripes you were healed. Past tense. So Peter's writing the church and he's looking back at the cross and he says, by his stripes you were healed. Not going to be, you are. And the same with Isaiah. Isaiah says, by whose stripes you are healed. And Peter says, we're healed. All right, now go to Luke 4, verse 40. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to Jesus. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. He laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. I wonder how many of those deserved to be healed. I wonder how many of them were perfect and could receive their healing from Jesus. I don't think even one. I'd be shocked if there was one. Because except for Jesus, there's no other perfect people. And yet, Jesus healed all those imperfect people who had made many mistakes and obviously had sinned, but Jesus healed them. So everyone that was sick was brought, and everyone was healed. The Lord never turned even one away. Lord Jesus did this on every occasion. Matthew 4, 23. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every sickness among the people. Healed every sickness and every disease. News about Jesus spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. He healed them. Now, let's go back to Proverbs 4, verse 20 through to verse 22, which we started with. And let's think about the instruction God gave us here in this proverb. The first instruction is, number one, give God's word your attention. In other words, meditate on the scripture. 
scriptures like the ones we've just looked at. Number two, listen to it come out of your mouth as you speak it. Let it not depart from your eyes or ears. Number three, keep looking at the word, the answer, the solution, not at the problem. So keep looking at the word of God and not your sickness. Very important. What we look at is going to affect us. All right? Number four, by doing this, it goes into the heart. At this point, it now becomes life and medicine. When the Word of God goes into the heart, then it becomes life and medicine. Not before. They look at the symptoms, they look at their bad condition, and they stay in the realm of unbelief. If we keep focusing our attention on our sickness, we'll stay in the realm of unbelief. We've got to keep our attention focused on the Scriptures, day and night. We must constantly say, we have it. I have my healing now. Even when natural evidence contradicts our confession, your body might be riddled with pain, but you confess by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. In spite of the pain, you say, I'm healed. Someone says, how are you doing? You say, praise God, I'm healed. I'm well. God healed me on the cross, and I have it. We must say God's word says it is so. Therefore, I believe it is so. That is when results come. We must believe we have it before we'll get it. We've got to believe that we are well before we'll feel well. We must act like we have it. We must behave and talk to people like we have it. I often tell folks, you can either have healing or you can have sympathy. You can't have both. When somebody says they want sympathy, I can't help them. I, I can say, yes, I have compassion for you, but that's not going to get you out of your problem. We must act like we've got it. So we can say, look, I'm feeling sick as a dog. Just give me sympathy. Or we can say, praise God, I'm healed. The Word says I am, therefore I am. You're not going to get any sympathy then but you're going to be walking in health pretty soon. So we must behave and talk like well people. As far as possible, act like a well person. Worship the Father because what He says in His Word. You thank God for the Word. You thank Him for what He says in His Word. For example... What I mean by thanking him for what he says in his word. For example, the children of Israel, the army of Israel, were standing around the city of Jericho, outside the walls of Jericho, right? And God said, I have given you the city. The walls are standing. 
They began to praise God because what God said. Yes, we have conquered the city because God said he has given us the city. That's why they praised God. They praised him because of what God said. Because God said, I've given you the city, therefore they had conquered the city. Even though the walls are standing, it's got nothing to do with it. God's word is much more powerful than a few stone walls. So, we say, praise God by Jesus' tribe, so I'm healed. Jesus took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. That's what the word says, and I praise you, Father, for your word. Your word says I'm healed. I'm praising you for 1 Peter 2, 24. I'm praising you for that. Yes, your body's in pain. Fine. You're not praising God for that. You're praising God for what the Word says. You're looking at the Word. You're saying, praise God, I'm healed because the Word says I am. And I praise you, Father, because you said I'm healed. So we're not praising God to try and get God to heal us. I'm not praising God to try and get God to heal me. Again, I'm not praising God or trying to get God to heal me because God has already healed me. I know the Word says I'm healed, therefore I'm healed. Why am I trying to get God to do, give something to me that He's already given to me? I already have it, according to His Word. I am healed, so I praise Him because He says I'm healed, therefore I'm healed. I'm not praising God to try and get healed. I'm praising God because I am already healed, he said, I am. He paid for it on the cross. We believe we're already healed because we've had this. Let me just say this. Somebody said to me, well, I've had this sickness for five years, Apostle Theo. You just don't understand. How can I say I am healed when I've had this sickness for five years? I can't just say that now. Well, Jesus healed you 2,000 years ago. So you've been healed for 2,000 years. The devil's trying to put sickness on you, but you don't have to accept it. Sickness is trying to attach itself to your body. You've got to see yourself healed and well because you are the body of Christ, and Christ cannot get sick, nor can you. God says you are healed. He sees you healed, and he bought you healthy, a healthy body on the cross. So our position is, I am healed, and I resist sickness. No matter how much pain you got, I am healed, and I'm resisting sickness because I am healed. You see, if you're trying to go from sick to health, you're never going to get there. You've got to know that you are healed, resisting sickness, no matter how bad the pain is, no matter how bad the sickness is. You've got to know that you've got it and that you are healed. According to God, he's the final authority. You are healed, and now you're resisting the sickness. You're resisting the sickness because you are the healed. Again, you're not trying to get healed. If you ever try and get healed, if you're asking God to heal you, you don't have it. You're not going to get it. If you're asking God to heal you, you're asking God to give you some things already given you. 
2,000 years ago. So you've got to take this position, I am healed, God said I am, therefore I resist sickness, I resist sickness, I resist pain, I resist fever, I resist COVID, I resist whatever it is, I'm not allowed onto my body. Because God said I'm healed, and I take sides with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I hope that helped you. That's lesson number one. Now, next weekend, we're going to pray for folks in a minute. Next weekend, weekend, we're going to learn how to keep our healing. All right, how to keep our healing. So at this point in time, we're going to minister to all those who need prayer and healing. All right? And remember, the same Holy Spirit that is in America, is in Africa, is in Australia, New Zealand, in Europe. He's everywhere at the same time. He's in heaven and on earth at the same time. He's omnipresent. So, the name of Jesus will work for you wherever you are. If you're watching at home or at the church, wherever you are right now, God can work for you and bring you a healthy body because that's paid for and bought by Calvary. So, if you have right now anybody, any, any, any pain in your body, if you have any pain in your body, I'd like you to stand on your feet and make your way down the front of the church. We're going to pray for everybody in a minute, just, but only those who've got pain. Make your way down to the front of the church. It might be arthritis. It might be whatever it is, but your body's in pain. Come down to the front right now, quick as you can. All right? And then we're going to pray. I'd like the catchers to get in behind you, if they don't mind, if you don't mind. Catches to get in behind you. All right. I'm going to continue praying now. I'd like you all to say this with me. If you're standing in front, say this. I believe God healed me on the cross with Jesus' stripes. I was healed. And so I accept what Jesus bought for me. I declare I am healed because God said I am and I resist pain. I resist sickness right now. I resist arthritis right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now as you say that, the anointing is coming on you. The Holy Spirit is descending right now. And you'll sense in your body that warm heat, that warm heat rising up, that anointing flowing through your body right now. And you'll sense that pain melt away. There it goes. All the pain, discomfort, melting away. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Now lift your hands and begin to thank him. Say, Father, I thank you. I am healed. Because your word said I am. Praise God. I have resisted this sickness. It cannot stay in my body. I am now healed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I am free from pain. I am free from pain and discomfort. Thank you, Jesus. Alrighty, you may look at me. Now, I would like you, please, to test your body out, touch your toes, do whatever you couldn't do. Move around, do some cartwheels. Now, all of you that can't find the pain, I want you to lift your hands up again and give God the praise. Let everybody know what God's done for you. Lift your hands and thank Him. Praise the Lord. Everybody give Jesus a great big praise here this, this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for what He's done. All right, family, you may go back to your seats. So all of you out there, no matter what your condition is right now, no matter what your condition is, if you need healing in your body, right at your chair, stay on your feet if you can. Stay on your feet if you can. Right where you're sitting, stay on your feet. Don't come forward. Just stay where you are. All right, whatever it is, close your eyes, bow your head. Now the Spirit of God is moving among you. Say that I receive the anointing of God to fall on me right now. And I am healed in the name of Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. There's that warm heat now flowing, anointing. And somebody's ears are opening up. Somebody's ears are opening up right now, in the name of Jesus. Praise God, praise God. The Spirit of God is moving. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I bind the spirit of fear. In the name of Jesus, I bind you. I declare the spirit of fear is bound in this house. In Jesus' name. All right, examine yourself now. And if you sense and see that God has done something wonderful for you, lift your hands up and praise Him. All right, praise God, praise God. Now, anybody else that needs prayer, as soon as I've done the altar call, you can come to the front and the pastors be ready to pray with you. All right, so let's bow in prayer. Thank you. While heads are bowed and while eyes are closed, how many would say, Apostle Theo, this morning, I want to give my life to Jesus. 
I want to surrender my heart to Jesus, to serve Him with all my heart from this day. And I thank you, Father, for accepting me as your child. Please forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart. Thank you, Jesus. I declare Jesus is Lord of my life and I will live for Him with all my heart from today. Well, if you said that and that was the first time you said it, I want you to lift your hand and praise Him and thank Him for your salvation. Do that right now. Go ahead. Let God know you appreciate your salvation. All right, well, God bless you. You may come forward and the pastors will minister to you. And Pastor Bev and I can't wait to see you in about four weeks, I guess. All right. <laughs> Love you all and see you soon. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.